when I'm down You gave me life You gave me peace of mind What more can I say? Great and mighty are your works Your endless testimony And you every money What more can I say? You are the reason why I live You are the reason why I feel There is no need to compare you My God is real He is real God is real He is real My God is real God is real My God is real Welcome to Lady Tracy Show. 
if you're in jamaica welcome if you're in america europe canada the caribbean and other parts of the world welcome to the lady tracy show last week in our show we focused on our second topic parental control this is the importance of security in the homes and this week my dear friends we will narrow our eyes on a mother's touch or third topic in the parents for the long haul series I'm your host, Tracy Williams. Don't touch that dial. A few days ago, I went to the town and was standing in a long line. The Lord showed me something profound. What I saw was a little girl tightly holding on to her mother's hand. She was so relied on her that even when she stopped the little girl stopped and when she moved the little girl moved then the lord said something profound to me he said a child must honor this is why a child this is the reason why a child must honor their parents because they are the total security and resource in growing up they have to totally depend on them with such small example i learned a big lesson no child can truly survive without their parent especially the mother and i'm going to prove this to you tonight i'm going to prove just that don't go anywhere you're tuned into the lady tracy show Welcome back to the Lady Tracy Show. Our scripture comes to you from Isaiah 66 verses 13. And it reads, As one whom is mother comforted, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your presence that are already with us. Even now, God, we pray that you may cleanse us and wash us. If there is anything in us that is not of you, please remove it so that our life may be pleasing unto you. Bless every era, era at the sound of my voice. And we thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. I was five years old when I was weaned from my mother. This is my testimony. Because she went to another country, her affection towards me was forgotten as soon as I reached the age of seven. Even though I was just a child, my emotional battles were increasing. I became confused and frustrated at the same time about what happened and even thought that it was the correct way for a child to live the touch of a mother is very effective as it is a connection between both her and the child to carry them throughout life this is called bonding my brothers and sisters bonding in psychology theory According to John Bowlby, a popular psychoanalyst, 
children are biologically pre-programmed to form bonds in order to survive. I hope you're listening, mothers. Bowlby believes that pre-attachment stage begins during the first six weeks of a baby's life. During this stage, the baby receptiveness to this individual helps them to feel protected up to the age of six months. That child cherishes attention and becomes anxious if separated from it. In this theory, the child's attachment is manifested and becomes angry if moved from the mother. <laughs> what a discovery. Then you have Eric Erickson. On the other hand, another psychologist, Eric Erickson, believes that a child develops trust and mistrust from birth. This is called psychosocial development. This trust is adapted from the care and support that the child receives, no matter who gives it. The mistrust, on the other hand, is manifested if the child do not receive such hope. Then you have autonomy versus shame or doubt. This is at the age of 18 months to 3 years. This will encourage them to build self-confidence or doubt. Either one. Whichever succeeds most. Just imagine the damage that can occur in this case if not dealt with cautiously by the parent or guardian. Both experts, Bowlby and Erickson, understood the importance of the early stage of a child. They realized that a child can never live without the presence of a mother. Most parents today are ignorant of this importance, especially in the third world country. And I am not judging guys. I'm living in the Caribbean here in Jamaica. I've seen it. They are so focused on having children, but are not educated enough to carry out these tasks. The homes are so populated that a child barely has a relationship he or she truly deserves there's like five six kids in the home you don't get to bond on a one-on-one -on -one base because there's too many persons to attend to some are forced to move to other relatives or even strangers the connection is then weakened and mistrust and doubt is injected these children do not know how to trust others or even themselves sometimes. Their mentality of love is the money in their pocket or the shoe on their feet. Affection is not really demonstrated here. And if it does, it is only for a short period of time because oftentimes another siblings just step in the picture. So that's the point I'm making. The bond from a mother is not just for the early stage of a child's life. Let me repeat this, people. The bond from a mom is not just at the beginning, but for a lifetime. I have noticed that children who are not bonded with their mother gravitate to strangers 
or other relatives. Some even experience premarital sex or molestation, unfortunately, because they lack the affection that they deserve from an early stage. The love is removed for, be for belonging. They want to be accepted some way, somehow. Now, this is something that most people might agree with because I see it has a common issue in life, not an issue, a common norm in society. Boys tend to draw closer to their mothers than, than girls. That's what I've seen. They choose to confide in their mother even when they're married. <laughs> the trust that they show their wife is not as equal as they believe that their mother is all will always be honest with them no matter the cost. This sometimes causes conflicts in the marriages as the wife is not being treated fairly. But some can separate. But who actually can separate a mother's touch? Even at an older age. Some mother never believe in letting go of their son. Most never think it is wise either to totally put their son in another woman's hand. But why? Think about it. I want my viewers tonight, my listeners, to comment and share. If you have opinions, don't forget our short or, or shout-out box on zeno.fm slash presence-radio or presenceradio.yolasite.com and presence is spelled P-R-E-S-E-N-Z. All right? So... Join us, tune in, get mobile, and get connected. I want you all to share with us tonight if you have any information or experience, rather, on motherhood. Share with us, even if you are a child and you want to share something interesting, get involved. Because in most culture, when the male is choosing a companion, this is how broad it goes. I've observed that he always wants a woman that has the characters of his mother. She must carry the same grace in how she acts, nurture the kids, and even take care of the home. As impossible as it is, most men tend to never choose to settle until they find Miss Wright, who actually reminds them of their mom. And if they settle, the woman must eventually adapt some principles of his mother. Hmm. Girls, on the other hand, grow to follow the footsteps of their mother. What they see is what they practice. Their attitude and views are so similar that they are often handed down to the grandchildren. It is common to experience the like mother-like-daughter effect. Well, not in a bad way. Because... Some characters are often good as young women are taught to be responsible in their by their mothers, some even by their grandmothers. The domestic needs in the homes are often being shared and pooled together, even among siblings. Some even get spanking for it. In some homes, 
strong punishment is being implemented if duties are not obeyed, especially here in Jamaica. According to most mothers, a child must not grow up and not learn the duties of the home. It is their guide to become better women in society. If the touch of a mother is removed in the grooming process, my friends, the child will not succeed. A child need to be taught correctly before considering having their own families. The good news is, God never forsakes or neglects the importance of nurturing. From the first stage of our faith, he grooms us. He nurtures that soul all the way to conversion. And if that soul gets crippled or marred in the process, it starts over again. The kingdom of heaven is as practical as this. Look at Mary, for example. Mary stood by Jesus to the cross. She never left her son. Until on his deathbed, he gave her into the hand of a close friend, Brother John. A mother is important, my friends. She's necessary, essential to life. A mother is the only one that truly knows the pain and labor of carrying a child into this world. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to reason with your humble soul again. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to edify the meek. Let the meek say I'm strong. So even now, Lord God, I pray that you may strengthen your mothers, strengthen them in the inner man. Wherever they lack wisdom and lack hope, lack patience, strengthen them. And even for our children, Lord, suffer them not to come and forbid them not. We bring them into the kingdom of God right now and we pray for their salvation. Father, thank you for your mercies and your grace upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't go, let us, let me just pray with you a prayer of repentance. If you're not a Christian, just follow after me. Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross. I thank you for the gift of salvation. Please forgive me for my sins. I have acknowledged that they are before you. Lord Jesus, I believe that you came and you died for me so that I may have grace. Thank you for your mercies and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, welcome to the kingdom of God. Find yourself a church. Find yourself... Send you the first. Send you the first. Send you the first. Send you the first. Let your presence go before me, and we will have it to be. Jehovah got your back Satan punished to shut your mouth 
And want to keep you in doubt But I will lift up a standard against him When you lift your faces up
Yes, welcome back to the Lady Tracy Show. Right now, we will be going into our second segment, which is our radio interview. And of course, right now, we have the most fantastic guest lined up for you. We're talking about a beautiful woman of God, Miss Mrs. Megan uh, Angus Hilton here in Jamaica and of course followed up we will have the lady Ashia Foster don't go anywhere right now we're about to clock in with the lady Meg the lady Megan so miss Megan good afternoon thank you so much for taking the time out to be with us on the lady Tracy show uh, I'm so excited <laughs> how are you today I'm great. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. All right. So quickly, we want you to tell us uh, your name and where you're calling from. Okay. So my name is Megan Hilton. Megan Angus Hilton. I like to put in the maiden name. Nice. And I'm from St. Catherine, Jamaica. Awesome. All right. So Mrs. Hilton, you're a parent. You're an author. You're a counseling psychologist, a coach, a mentor. It's too big to go on my list. So tell us, tell us in one, one, one little sentence what exactly it is that you do. Okay, I think you said all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. But in essence, I'm really a licensed associate counseling psychologist. So I'm licensed to practice mm -hmm. and. I I am employed as a guidance counselor mm -hmm. at a school in Jamaica, Waterford Primary. Right. Now, out of that, everything else, else has evolved. Beautiful. So I have become an author, mm -hmm. and from being an author, I'm now doing parent coaching sessions, individual yeah. and group. Awesome. So that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, and I noticed you also work as a parish president at the Worship and Faith Ministry. Well, um, or I that was. The, mm -hmm. I am the leader of the counseling department. Wow. Where she counsels international fellowship. Mm -hmm. So I lead a team of counselors. Yes. Um, we have a department of about six counselors, and we basically serve the church and the community. Beautiful. In terms of all kinds of counseling. Wow. Yes. So every single thing that the community needs, they can come to you guys for support. Yes. Wow. Yes. How awesome is that? That's a lot of work, woman of God. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. So tell us, um, what basically as a mom, what's your take on being a mother in society? Because right now we're on a topic, a mother's touch, and I'm aware that you are a mom of three girls, yeah. and yeah. that is a lot of work as well, and also a lot of responsibility. But in a nutshell, tell us what's your take on motherhood. I want some people to know the importance of it. All right. So as you said, I have three girls. And when I think of motherhood, mm -hmm. two words come to mind. It's a privilege and it's also a responsibility. Mm -hmm. But how you approach it as a mother mm -hmm. is based on your perspective. So my perspective is that for 10 years, I was told I could not have children. Mm -hmm. right? 
So when God stepped in and did his miracle, because no doctor can take credit for Amen. what happened, um, I saw them from the initial stage as gifts, gifts from God. The word of God says that children are the heritage of the Lord and fruit of the womb is his reward. Mm -hmm. So once you have given birth to a child, or even if it's not your biological child, mm -hmm. um, but you are mothering that child, it is a position, it's a blessed position, it's a privilege and a responsibility. And mm -hmm. if you'll allow me, I'll elaborate on those two words. Sure. So as I said, it's privilege because not everybody gets this awesome um, opportunity to mm -hmm. pour into a life mm -hmm. for a lifetime. That's how I put it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we have this privilege. The mother has an integral role in that she's sowing seeds in her child's life, whether through her words, her actions, how she connects with them on a daily basis, you're basically preparing them for their future, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I say responsibility because the same scripture I shared a while ago, yeah. they really belong to God first. Mm -hmm. And and he chooses parents, and when we're talking about mothers, he chooses us to be stewards over them. So mm -hmm. I see my children as belonging to God first. Mm -hmm. And he has given me the responsibility to steward, to manage, to position them so that his will can manifest in their lives, mm -hmm. right? And so that's why I say it's a responsibility. We are accountable to God for how we mother the children under our care. Wow. But we, yes. So I, as a mother, I have the ability to impact my girls in, a, in ways that can either cause them to reach their destiny or miss their destiny. Wow, that's a powerful way to look at it, Mrs. Hilton, because, you know, as a young Christian, not, not just a young Christian, but as a young woman in society, this is a big, big lesson for me to know, because, you know, looking at it from the point that they are God's first is the way I think we need to look at it in society. Then we will acknowledge the fact that there is a strong responsibility that comes in our hands. Yes, yes. Wow. And, and as we're working as a counselor, um, you see both sides of the game, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So so you see those children who have that kind of support and connection and care mm -hmm. from their parents or from their mom. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, you see those that are crying out for it. Yes, yes? even in old so age. Mm -hmm. Yes. Even even adults. Yeah. I've spoken mm -hmm. to persons who are hurting. They have very low self-esteem. Yeah. Uh, I I remember one person saying to me when she described how much she despises herself, mm. and I asked her to think back to if she could find probably her earliest memory of herself. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. and what she came up with was a scene. She couldn't remember it happening directly, mm -hmm. but she remembered 
her mother shouting at her. Wow, and that she really it. grew it. She grew yeah. it that. She grew it that. So, Miss right. Miss Ilton, um, I know you're a mom of girls, but I have a question for you because this question always puzzles me. It's an observation, as I said before, and it's something that I always want to ask, especially persons in a counseling field. Um, why actually is it that boys often goes after girls that reminds them of their mom? And also, why is it that they always cling to the mother most than the father? <laughs> okay, so I, I, I think that question is kind of tricky. Um, because I can see it in our society, but I honestly believe it's more a cultural belief mm -hmm. than a reality. Right. And I might lose some persons there, but let me explain. Mm -hmm. um, my take is, that the child, and I'm using child before I got the boy, right. the child will automatically be closer to the parent mm -hmm. that they feel more connected to. Okay. They automatically pull to the parent where they get what they perceive to be unconditional love and acceptance. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So, let's go back to your question now. If we are seeing a pattern of boys clinging to mommy, <laughs> then it is likely that in the very crucial years of that boy's development, he was seeing more of mommy. He felt the constant love from mommy. Mm -hmm. Maybe daddy was there, mm -hmm. but daddy never really connected. Daddy never spent a lot of time. Daddy kind of just provided, which if we look in our culture, many men are like that. Right. Right, right. Um, but why I say I don't want to blanket it and say they always is because I know of persons where the daughter is closer to mommy oh. or the son is closer to daddy. And right. the common factor that I see is which one of the parents the child connects with. Is it a personality thing? Mm -hmm. Is it that they feel safe with that one? Mm -hmm. Is it that that one has more time for them? <laughs> Right. Uh, that is where I see the comment. Got you. Thank you so much, Mrs. Wilton, for explaining it. You know, it's just a pattern, and I, I've always been curious. All right, so let's get to the book. Miss Arthur, oh, Lord, I want to hear about directing your arrows, your new book that is going viral on social media right now as yes, we speak. Oh, Lord. When I yes, saw it, um, I'm like, this is a woman I need for my show next week. Wow, wow. <laughs> Directing yes. your arrows, a strategical way, right? Um, approach. Approach. Successful, right. Yes. Successful parenting. What a word. So tell us a little about your book. Is there a chapter that stood out with you? And also, what is it really about? Okay, so... Directing your arrows, the name itself comes mm -hmm. from the scripture I shared, shared earlier, Psalm 127, yes. 3 to 4. So the book was birthed from um, a realization I had that parents generally have good intentions for their kids. They want to do the best that they can, but some of them don't know how to do it. Right? right? So I was being confronted with parents who were crying out and saying, help me, I don't know what to do. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and so initially, directing your arrows was supposed to be just a little book with some kids in there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 
out into something bigger. Yeah. So it's really a practical, easy to read book that starts with the call to parenting. So it looks at the fact that parenting is not just a biological role, it is a divine call, it's a responsibility as I said. Yeah. And then we look at the arrow. Why did God choose to compare children? to arrows in the hand of a warrior. Yes. So there's a chapter there that really goes into the symbolic meaning of that yes. and how we can actually focus our children so that they can hit the target. Mm -hmm. The target there being their divine purpose. Amen. Yes. So there's a purpose for them as a child as well. Exactly. Even before they, be before they yes. become an adult. Glory to yes, God. They had it from the womb. The word of God says, in a young man, I call upon you because you're strong. So I am looking at it from a different perspective as well, where they actually have a purpose to play as a child before becoming an adult. Yeah. Yes. So, and we can pull it further than from a child. What did God say to Jeremiah? Before I formed you in the belly, mm -hmm. I knew you. Right. So I, there's a line in the book that says, your child is a God idea in living color. Wow. Right? So so the book aims to help you to see your children differently. Mm -hmm. And then no, it, it focuses on strategic parts of development that we need to work on. So how do I um, help them to be emotionally healthy? Mm -hmm. How do I direct them in terms of their self-esteem? Mm -hmm. How do I direct them for success? And I deliberately didn't use the word academics, mm -hmm. yes, because success, although it takes in academics, is bigger than It's broader. Success. It's a broader word. Broader. I agree. Right. I agree. So there's a section on how to direct a child towards success. And in that part, I zoom in on support for children during school, mm -hmm. yes, because mm -hmm. I'm seeing too many children who are just thrown into this world called school mm -hmm. and they are supposed to find their way out. Parents have to help them through it. Amen. And, mm -hmm. yes. Go ahead. And go then ahead. the final section is how to direct your arrows spiritually, right? So mm -hmm. I deal with how to build a solid foundation. Um, teaching them how to connect with God for themselves, mm -hmm. and a final word to you, the parent warrior. Wow. Um, one of the things that my readers love about the book is that there's a reflection section mm -hmm. after each chapter, so you are able to write what is your greatest takeaway from the chapter, mm -hmm. what are the steps you are going to take to improve um, your parenting skills. Amen. What a beautiful word and a beautiful yeah. project. This is what society needs, my, 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 Mrs. Hilton. This is what they need. It is yeah. such a sad thing when you look around and see the fallenness of how children have failed. And, you know, I'm so thankful that you have answered the call and most definitely that you have gotten the opportunity to reach out to more people even as we speak. So my last question, we're at 15 minutes, but I only have one last question. Where can we go to get your book if persons are interested in purchasing a copy? Okay, so my book is available at Amazon in Kindle and paperback format right now. Mm -hmm. um, so once they go to Amazon, type in directing your arrows, it's there. I also have copies 
here in Jamaica. So copies are available from me. You can reach out to me on my Facebook page, Directing Your Arrows. Mm -hmm. Or they can call me directly, 422-4153. I have some copies also at church, which is Worship and Faith International Fellowship. Awesome. Road, Spanish awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mrs. Hilton. It was a pleasure having you. And I have been blessed. And now maybe one day we can get you back on here with us to share some more. Thank I you so much, you. madam. Have yourself a great day. And don't forget, keep doing the great will of God because you will be rewarded in the end. Thank you so much. Exceedingly abundantly, above all we can ask or think, we serve a God that is able to give us double from every trouble, it's just saved us in death. Rejoice! Have you ever been in a situation that seems to knock you down? Have you ever been frustrated Because the way out you don't know how Oh, 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 oh Say, oh, that is the master We've got the master plan Oh, oh, yes The way out of your depression Oh, come to the answer, man Hey, that is Double for your trouble
Swiss when you walk from dust till dawn. Don't you see that Corona and Sahara gone? Why don't you go to script of virtue and order yourself a book? Get yourself a journal, no man. Buy one for your picnic, them and for your husband. Their number is 876-367-7413. Or you go to the business site at scriptofvirtue.business.site. Chaman! I know it took a time getting you online, but let me just apologize. And let me say welcome to Lady Tracy Show. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy. And I'm here also with my niece, that beautiful niece, Milan. Yes, yes, you're here with your superstar. You mean? <laughs> All right, Hello, perfect, Hello. awesome. So tell us, tell us, tell us your name, and where are you calling from? Foster and I'm calling from the out of New York, Brooklyn, New York. And um, you know, I'm here. I'm I'm, I'm a new author mm-hmm. and I'm a songwriter and you know everything. But um, you know, um, I started my journey. I started um, you know, after the, I I originally worked in Atlanta with um people with disability, mm-hmm. mental health, human services. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Basically, you're an author. You're an author. You're a a a, a songwriter, and you're a mom. Cause I noticed you missed that out. <laughs> you're a mom of of four, right? Of four boys. Yes, one is twenty-two, mm-hmm. and the other one is twelve. Yeah. And two and a half years old. <laughs> awesome. So, um, all right. Next question for you, Miss. Miss Asha, you shared with us that you were raised by your grandmother. Tell us a little about that. Well, I, you know, I was raised by my grandma who was just like, our foundation was everything about, you know, God. That was the number one. So mom, I used to we say, we'll call her mama. Mm-hmm. She used to just like take me to go, you know, we have to go to church. Every Sunday she go to, you know, um, you know, some days it don't feel like you want to go, but she would take you. And she instilled, you know, you know, the, um, the re- having a relationship with God was the most, you know, important thing. And it's when I got, as I get older, everything that my grandmother instilled in me, you know, on a religious perspective about Christ, it is everything comes out that I realized that she was right. Without God, we can't do nothing. Okay. So, you know, it's because of her every day she's on the border reading her Bible and mm-hmm. praying for me. Wow. You know, so. I adapted that I learned and I, you know, learned to learn, you know, I grow closer to God. And so through her, started the foundation. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ms. Foster. Right now, we're on a theme called A Touch of Mother. A Touch touch of the Mother. Uh, The Mother's Touch, actually. And I wanted to really highlight that because... We're focusing on the importance of mother in a child's life this week. And the fact that you shared that your grandmother was a prominent woman in your life, we think it's very important because most persons don't understand the need of an elder, mature woman to raise a child. They don't understand the importance of it. So, cheers to your grandma. I'm sure she's proud right now. 
Yes, don't give up a self-appearance, you know. She would ask me to go to church sometimes. I didn't feel, but you see, it was something um, catched on to me. You know what I mean? That God is, you know, he's real and he's able. And I'm now using it, and I'm also sharing it with my children today. You know what I'm saying? So, so I tell parents out there, don't give up. Hold on, still, you know, tell them the word of God. Still, you know, be there for them. Mm-hmm. Still talk to them, encourage them. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you, it will. It will you will see later on. If mm-hmm. you don't see now, you will see. And I'm a testimony. Amen. So tell us, Miss uh, Miss Foster, what is your most valuable lesson as a mother? What have you learned as a mother? Share, just share with your listeners, because I'm sure I someone wants to know. Yes, my first lesson I will tell everyone: be an example. Start in the home. Everything. Start. Your children, they are watching everything you do, your actions and everything in the home so they can respect you and, you know, you'd be surprised, um, you know, they are watching. Our children are watching. One of the things um, I did when I started, my, my youngest son, you know, he, he was bored and he did, I was trying to read books to him, but he wouldn't grasp for it. So I decided, let me, let me start and write this, my story. I write stories for him. And as the more I write and stuff, and then the book came out, he started reading, he started adapting to it, so even my at home, my poem, my son, my, my son repeats it, kindness. Wow. Wow. He repeated everything I do because of my action. Mm-hmm. I'm setting a positive example for him yeah. as a role model mm-hmm. and a structure for him to come out later on to be a productive citizen. Wow. So I think it's very important for us to be an example. So that's one thing I learned as a mother, be a leader, show positive role models so your children can you know, follow. Most definitely. You know, and this is a technique that I believe parents can grasp for because you never know what creativity can do, you know, because kids don't tend to read. They like to listen and they like to adapt to what they're hearing, videos and all of these things. And that is a really good skill you have there. So probably you can be a producer in the future. You never know the speed that you're going on in such a short time because you told me. You just started your book this year, right? That, this year was your first uh, year in authorship, right? March. Wow. And now you're receiving you're four books. Yes, first time. Awesome. All right. So tell us. I, I only have... Girl, you are going good. You know, so I have, I have two more questions for you, but let me ask you. Tell us about Alman Town, that big one that is going viral now on Amazon and them stuff here. Tell us a little about that. What inspired you to write it and what is uh, what is it really about? Oh my gosh, it's the, the famous okay. Alman Town. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Alman Town changed. Well, you know, I'm, I, I grew up in Alman Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to put all my soul up in Amazon. I need to I need to show that, you know, this town, there's a lot of good. There's better I want it to be an example that there is, you know, you can you can work somewhere in an environment where you never see probably the best things and you know, but I want it to be a light. In this book, you know, we are in a time now where there's so many, you know, divisions. So I look I went to TV and I saw what happened. You know, we know what happened, and I said, I thought about the youth, I thought about my children, what they're seeing. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I'm going to, I sat down to myself and I said, I'm writing a storyline. And I wrote this book, 
we know in the story, um, Sam, his dad is of, you know, um, European background, and his mother, she's, you know, she's African-American. Mm-hmm. And, but, he, you know, Sam, in, in the home, all he knows is love. He wow. doesn't know anything about division. Wow. So they started a riot. They started, a, um, you know, to protest a in protest. the town. Mm-hmm. And Sam got scared. And then now his parents is, like, reassuring him that this protest is just the people want to invite their voice to be heard. Mm-hmm. So they, too, can also unite, like, how, you know, like how they live in the home. The family. So now Sam went to bed, and because he's so stressed about everything, he dreamed. He had a dream that the town changed, and he's, you know, he's seen all these things going on in his town. And then when he wake up on the dream, he's telling his mom to find out that the mom ended up baking. Baking wow. lots of cake. Wow. And it's so funny that he dreamt it, and the dream came to life. When she baked the cake, the town, you know, came together and started to unite. Wow. You know what I mean? Out of love. You know, some, some mother, yeah, she's so loving that she, imagine she baked all these cakes and invite the whole town. Wow. And unite, and it made a difference in the town. So they, Something simple. Sometimes we do things, it can make a difference. Wow. Well, it only take one person to make it a change. So, so the so the, the town, you know, the story is about. Yes. So, so the town was saved by by mommy's cake. <laughs> the town was saved by mommy's cake. Oh, awesome is that? Beautiful, beautiful storyline, Miss Foster. All right, so I'm I'm under I'm under ten o'clock. I'm under ten minutes clock, and we're now in half thirty seconds. So quickly, tell us. Uh, there's a special someone in this song that you wrote for this book, um, Can't Put a Color to Eight, which is for Alman Town's book, right? Tell us about this special someone, and I, I, I'm aware that she is there listening, so if I can get a high from her. She wanted to even see her part. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. So, Miss yes, um, Mellon, Miss Mellon, yes. <laughs> sorry, Miss Milan. <laughs> Uh, hi. Hi. Hi, Miss Millen. How are you? I heard you're the big superstar behind. I'm good. Good. You sound so talented in the song. You want you want to tell us a little about Thank you. about uh what made you choose to sing with us with the song? What made me want it's very positive and it's about how we need to be positive and put negative things Wow. And you should never really it's about it's a positive song. It's a positive song. Gotcha. Alright, well good job girl. I think you did a great job and I think you're going to strengthen a lot of young people out there to want to sing. And to share their yeah, talent. Yes. So you want to give us a little piece you of that? You want to give? Yeah. I want her you to want give to. us a little piece of that last part that she sang for us. Wow, wow, a 
applause to our girl Milan. You're awesome, and I am looking forward for you to be speaking something else in the future. All right, girl. So you take care now. Thank you for joining us on the Lady Tracy Show. Keep being good. All right. And thank you so much for having me, Tracy. I love your show. <laughs> All right. So is there anybody else you want to shout out before you go? And tell us where can we get your book? You can find the book on Amazon um, in Kindle and the Amazon.com website. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I want to shout out, um, you know, um, the, the guy who made the song. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's an amazing, talented artist and stuff. And I just really want to, his name is Avian. Mm -hmm. And I really want to um, give him a shout out and thank him and stuff. Perfect. You know? so Perfect. I'm just, I'm just blessed. And I hope you guys buy the book and reach out. And, you know, it's really a good storyline. All thank right. You. Awesome. Thank you so much, Miss Ashia Foster out of Brooklyn, New York. And, of course, yes, our very Brooklyn own. And, and big up Jamaica. I want to say I love, oh my God, I love my Jamaican culture. Yeah. And also, you know, so big up to Jamaica, big up Almond Town. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, Mr. Foster, take care now and have yourself a great day. Thank you for being with Lady Tracy on our show. You know, thank you too. Thank you. Peace. Providing. 
Providing. Hey, 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 hey